Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Hmm, is it possible to get all three Hughes brothers playing for the New Jersey Devils organization? Should the New Jersey Devils pursue after Quinn Hughes, who currently plays for the Vancouver Canucks, especially since we uh, drafted Luke Hughes and we have Jack Hughes on our roster already? Would that be interesting? Yes, but at the same time, is it a necessity? I don't think so. So let's do a silly season discussion about it because I'm hearing a lot of trade speculation and rumors just uh, surfing the internet and we're also going to get some background information for the Vancouver Canucks as to why this could possibly come into fruition. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 10.04 p.m. Eastern Time, August 24th, 2021. The time is recording. It is still unofficially Kobe Bryant Day. And if you guys missed the last episode, I basically did a more serious episode. And it was an episode of reflection and just trying to find those unanswered questions in regards to the passing of Jimmy Hayes gone way too soon. Um, our thoughts, heart, and prayers uh, continue to be extended to his family, uh, his relatives, uh, his friends, teammates, wherever the case might be. And uh, the hockey community, we lost someone special. We lost uh, Mr. Broadway. But um, the, the one thing I told you guys is you know, to continue his legacy and to make sure that uh, what he did for the NHL and just what he did on and off the rink doesn't um, you know, fade away. Just continue loving him for what uh, you remember loving him for. And that's the best way we can uh, commemorate his memories. So uh, rest up, Mr. Hayes, and uh, may you rest in everlasting paradise. So uh, guys, uh, today's episode, we're going to go back to, I think, a fan favorite that I did over the summer, which is Silly Season. So it's been a while since I've done these episodes because um, I did them before uh, the draft and I did them before the free agency period, basically talking about hypothetical scenarios that the New Jersey Devils could, uh, you know, theoretically do in order to, you know, get... Uh, some players onto their roster that, you know, we so desperately need and that we so desperately want. I believe uh, one of my silly season predictions uh, came true, which was Dougie Hamilton uh, signing with the New Jersey Devils. I did that, I believe, back in June. And look, I'm a wizard, okay? Like Harry Potter, I'm a wizard, and I got that correct. I said Dougie Hamilton could realistically come to the New Jersey Devils, and it was on his radar, so here he is right now. He's going to be our star defenseman for the next seven or so years. I don't think a Norris Trophy is out of reach for him. I project that he can win one this upcoming season or next season, depending on how he leads our organization. But uh, one of our silly season discussions that I kind of missed, and I, I talked about it briefly, but I never really did a full-fledged episode about it, and that's the possibility of getting all three Hughes brothers onto our roster. So, we obviously have Jack Hughes. We just drafted his little brother, Luke. But what about Quinn Hughes coming over from the Vancouver Canucks? So that is a theoretical silly season that I haven't really discussed. And quite honestly, guys, I, I don't know what, what you guys think of it. But honestly, I don't really uh, like uh, the potential scenario of Quinn Hughes possibly coming to the New Jersey Devils because 
I feel as though the Vancouver Canucks are going to demand for way too much. And, you know, honestly, if we're able to do what uh, maybe the Buffalo Sabres did, which is being able to get rid of Rasmus Ristolainen and get a first-round selection. So, like, remember the Flyers did that very stupid trade or the Nedeljkovic trade, and now the uh, Carolina Hurricanes have nothing to show for it. Um, you know, things like that. Um, then I'd be a happy camper if we were able to get uh, Quinn Hughes for essentially nothing. But uh, that most likely will not be the case because I believe the Canucks are trying to, you know, uh, contend for a playoff spot. I'm, I'm not saying they're favorites, but you, you definitely have to give them their respect because, uh, you know, they went out and they got uh, OEL. So they got uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland from the Arizona Coyotes. So, uh, you know, I, I personally felt as though the Canucks won that trade. Uh, some people might disagree with me in that regards, but I believe Garland has a lot of upside and I believe uh, Ekman Larson, you know, has a lot to prove as well. So quite honestly, you know, I, I, I think the Canucks won that trade, but you know, that's an episode we can have for a different time. But anyway, let's get back to um, the Quinn Hughes discussion. So where is this coming from? Where is this uh, stemming from? Well, I saw an article on Pucks and Pitchforks and you guys know that's where I get a lot of my ideas from. And uh, they basically put out three hypothetical trade scenarios to obtain Quinn Hughes. And now I've already hinted towards it, but I'm just going to give you guys my final verdict on the trade right now. And quite honestly, I just want us to be a little careful when trying to pursue someone like Quinn Hughes. Because uh, quite honestly, are we pursuing Quinn Hughes because we need him? Or just because we're trying to make headlines and get all three Hughes brothers. So we have two of the three Hughes brothers. Do we really need the third one? I'm not trying to disrespect Quinn Hughes in any which sort of way. You know, the, the man has, uh, you know, achieved, you know, a fair amount right now in the NHL. He was an all-star back in 2020. So, you know, and he's a young player with a lot of upside. And I basically compared Luke Hughes' game to uh, Quinn's because it's very similar. But, you know, there's no uh, surprise there. They're related. They're brothers. So... Um, you know, at the end of the day, like Quinn Hughes, I, I, I like his game. He has a lot of upside. He's 21 years of age. Uh, I believe he could potentially win a Norris Trophy in the future. But at the same time, I just don't think it's necessary to get Quinn Hughes, especially depending on what we have to give up. So I already uh, read the article. I already saw the uh, trade scenarios. And quite honestly, it's just leaving me a little hesitant because I'm just like, you know, at the same time, the Devils are taking steps forward. Like, you know, we got Dougie Hamilton. We got Jonathan Bernier. We got Thomas Tatar. So, you know, we uh, got everything we needed this offseason. Uh, you know, there's a such thing as, you know, trying to do too much because usually when you try to do too much, it doesn't really, you know, go into your favor. And for the Devils, we're just trying not to get into that uh, sticky situation. But, you know, like I said, it's silly season. It's meant to just be fun. And overall, we just uh, look at these hypothetical scenarios and just see, like, uh, what are we feeling? What are we not feeling? And basically, you know, you guys usually hit me up on Twitter, uh, whether it's by my direct message, whether you tweet at me and you say, yeah, I agree with this. Or, no, I don't really agree with this because I remember we did a Jack Eichel, uh, I believe, trilogy of Silly Season. And you guys were very interactive in that. It was very interesting hearing your guys' opinions on it. And it was just a lot of fun. And I love doing what I do in that regard. So, anyway, let's uh, get some background information as to why uh, the Vancouver Canucks might part ways with... Uh, uh, Quinn Hughes because, you know, this didn't just uh, originate out of thin air. We're not just saying we're going to get that random player. You know, there's a story similar to the Morgan Riley silly season because Michael of Locked On Maple Leafs wanted to know where I was I getting my ideas from and I told him, here's a source, here's the situation, here's your cap space situation, so you might have to trade Riley whether you like it or not 
for you know basically a salary dump kind of deal but you know we have draft picks we have prospects that can help you out and if you do want a roster player then you know we do have some decent diamonds in the rough so things of that nature so let me read you guys part of the article so uh the article starts off by saying that the devils were likely done with um you know making big moves and that's probably true because you know we hit the nail on the head uh, essentially in all three major categories from getting a top six player backup goalie uh, a defenseman and also a star player so you know ryan graves dougie hamilton jonathan bernier thomas tatar so and, and and also in the draft we took care of business by getting uh luke hughes so tom fitzgerald and everyone in the front office organization really did a good job with the new jersey devils this offseason and i gave them an a plus because basically everything we wanted and needed was addressed and everything we did was uh you know done to perfection in my opinion so but uh they also said that training camp when it gets closer and closer we have to keep an eye out for restricted free agents so Elias Peterson and Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks will be signed in new deals but it is at least a little interesting that they have not found common ground so you know contract discussions are always very interesting remember the Cal Palmieri uh situation this past uh season in which uh, it seemed like the Devils and Palms couldn't get a deal in the works so they ended up trading Palmieri uh to uh the Islanders and you know we, we we got a few prospects and you know we got that first round draft pick also Travis Zajac was sent to the Islanders as well so uh contract discussions especially if nothing is really gaining traction is interesting and you know sometimes we do have to look at it in that context so the Canucks have 10 million dollars in cap space right now and that will not be enough for both players so short of them making massively smaller deals than they deserve the Canucks have to do something it is also worth noting that the team is quite frankly not that good and unless they can feast on the weakest division in hockey in a big way they will not be a playoff team and are probably less of a threat to win the cup than the Devils and you know like I told you guys it seems like the Canucks are trying to get back into the playoffs like I said that's why they did that major deal with the Arizona Coyotes and like I told you guys they are not favorites to win the cup by any stretch of the imagination but I wouldn't count them out, quite honestly, but that's my personal opinion. I would not count out the Canucks. They're trying to form something interesting, to say the least. So I think they would be worth a watch, especially with that trade from the Coyotes, but that's my personal opinion. So in my opinion, barring anything catastrophic, I think we can pretty much guarantee that Hughes is going to remain with the Vancouver Canucks for right now, but... I certainly wouldn't count out the fact that he probably does want to come to New Jersey and play with his brothers, but at the same time, I'm sure he'll separate family from hockey. What I mean by that is just, like, he'll make the best hockey decision. Like, you know, we can't offer him a cheap... Like, let's just say, hypothetically, he's an unrestricted free agent. Let's just say in a completely different parallel universe... Quinn Hughes, right now, as we speak, is an unrestricted free agent. They already drafted Luke Hughes. We already got Jack Hughes on our roster, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I I would not count out the fact that, you know, uh, maybe... Uh, Quinn it, it is contemplating the Devils, but at the same time, if we like lowball an offer for him, he's like, no, nah, I'm not coming. I I love my brothers, but at the same time, I got to separate hockey from um, you know my family. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm hearing reports saying that Quinn Hughes, especially on draft day, looked like that he did want to play with his brothers, but you know, at the same time, it's just like you know, at the end of the day, he's got to make a business decision because this is a business, and sometimes you know you do have to make the difficult decision. So uh, for right now, I believe he stays with Vancouver, but you know, there there are a few trade scenarios that we could potentially look out and entertain. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, the Canucks do have uh, salary cap issues. I just mentioned Peterson. And, and, you know, Hughes also, like I mentioned, has to get extended as well. So, you know, that's the, the thing we need to look uh, out for for restricted free agency. So 
before we continue with that, I need to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So basically, I already planted the seed of this silly season discussion. I talked about the salary cap issue for the Vancouver Canucks. I talked about maybe Quinn Hughes might want to play with his brother, Jack, and also Luke once Luke, uh, you know, is done playing for the University of Michigan. So it'll be very interesting to see. And, you know, quite honestly, I wouldn't rule it out. But at the same time, I don't think this is a trade that, uh, you know, we, we, we should have our eyes on. Like, I don't think Quinn Hughes is a player that we should you know, overall be targeting. I'll explain it towards the end of this episode. But, you know, let's look at these uh, trade scenarios that uh, Pucks and Pitchforks have put out in order to get Quinn Hughes. So the first scenario is the Devils will get Quinn Hughes and in return, the Canucks will get Yanni Kwokinen, Shakir Mukamadoulin, a 2022 first round draft pick and a 2022 second round draft pick. Okay, first off, um, you know, I I get we would have to give up, you know, a considerable amount to get someone like Quinn Hughes because he is relatively young. He has a lot of upside. He's already an all-star. He's 21 years of age. I'm older than him, so I'm just putting that out there. So he turns uh, 22, I believe, in a couple months. But, you know, let's get back to uh, this trade scenario. So um, a first-round pick, that is something that I'm a little hesitant on because it's just like, I feel like that's just giving up too much. So Yanni Kwokinen, let's first talk about Yanni Kwokinen. So I I believe Yanni Kwokinen had a quiet good year this past season. And we need to keep that uh, band of kids together. We need to keep uh, Jack Hughes, Igor Sharangovich, and Yanni Kwokinen together to at least begin the season. So we cannot break up that band of players, in my opinion, for for someone like Quinn Hughes. Because I just don't think that'll work. Because Yanni Kwokinen also has a lot of upside. Is he going to take the league by storm? No, but at the same time, he puts up solid production and, you know, he needs someone like Jack Hughes to just help capitalize on opportunities that are given to him. So, you know, Jack Hughes was able to help develop Sharon Govich and Kwokinen in the right direction. And Jack Hughes was also able to take a step forward in his career as well. So I believe just giving up on Yanni Kwokinen that quickly just doesn't really make sense. And, you know, let alone uh, Mukama Doolin, I'm okay with, but uh, the, the first round draft pick and the second round draft pick, Quite honestly, uh, th- that's something that I would not be a fan of, if, 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 but that's my opinion. I feel like that's just giving up way too much. So, you know, Yanni Kwokinen, we, we kind of need him. Like, um, he's, he's a young player with a lot of upside. He was great at passing the puck. And, you know, is he the best player on that line? No. Jack Hughes, Igor Sharangovich, and then uh, himself. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I, 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 I can't get behind that. I just think that's giving up way too much to to get Quinn Hughes and like I said it's not imperative that we get Quinn Hughes because I just don't think um you know at this point at where we are I don't think uh, we need someone like Quinn Hughes on our roster especially when we have a lot of upside on our defensive end now so 
uh, for this trade scenario, I, you know, I'm not trying to bash on anyone who uh, created it, but at the end of the day, I, I, I just can't do it. Yanni Kwokinen, uh is just like, he has a lot of upside himself, and I just believe breaking him up with Jack Hughes and Igor Sharangovich is not smart for our organization. And, you know, those 2022 first and second round draft picks, that could come back to bite us in the future, if I'm being completely honest with you. Because, you know, w w hypothetically, if we do get Quinn Hughes on our roster and we don't do well, we need that first round draft pick. And if we don't have that first round draft pick, we need that second round draft pick. So, you know, it's just like we're, we would be in a very bad situation, in my opinion. That That's just giving up a whole lot. But, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to bash anyone. But at the end of the day... Um, you know, Kokonen spent the end of last season on the Devils' top line. Putting him and basically two first-rounders uh, in a trade is a lofty price. And that's what Pucks and Pitchforks acknowledges. But, you know, obviously this is just a trade scenario. So uh, they agree with me. This is just a lot to give up for someone like uh, Quinn Hughes. And, you know, I just don't see the return package for us being all that worth it. But that's my personal opinion. Now let's look at deal number two. Uh, the Devils will get Quinn Hughes, and the Canucks will get Alexander Holtz, the 2022 first-round uh, pick, and Jesper Boquist. Okay, I, I don't know which one's worse. I don't know if the first deal is worse or the second deal, but uh, Alexander Holtz? No, we haven't even seen what he could possibly do for the New Jersey Devils. I talked about it a few episodes ago. I said it is possible that Alexander Holtz could, um, you know, play on the third or fourth line this year, so I believe he'll play half the season with the Utica comments, and then once he's ready... We will bring him up and, you know, give him his opportunity to just just show what a great sniper he is. So trading away Alexander Holtz when we haven't even seen him in action yet just doesn't really make sense from that standpoint. So, uh, you know, we lose our 2020 draft pick and we also lose our 2022 uh, first round pick. I don't know who that could potentially be because it's way too early to be looking at, you know, the draft lottery or the draft order, whatever the case might be. But it's just essentially we're giving up uh, two first round picks. So, you know, we're giving up our future first round pick and we're already giving up our 2020 first round pick. So in that standpoint, I, I just can't get behind it. Now, I'm all for trading yes for Boquist because I just feel like he'll contribute little to nothing. And quite honestly, like I've said many, many, many times on this show, I believe he will get waived, uh, you know, uh, at some point uh, during the season if he is not, you know, performing up to standards for Lindy Ruff. So uh, this trade scenario, I just can't get behind uh, again because uh, Alexander Holtz, I really want to see what he can do for our third or fourth line this upcoming season. I believe he has a lot of upside. And, uh, you know, did, did he have the biggest impact uh, when playing for Binghamton uh, this past season when we brought him over from Sweden? No, but at the same time, you know, how would you feel if you were coming over from a different country, you're basically put into an established roster, an established system, and you got to pick it up quickly. So he was just placed into, you know, a very difficult scenario, which is, you know, he, like I said, coming from a different country, and it was very late in the year when we signed him to his entry-level deal. He has to not only get accustomed to a new hockey environment, he has to get accustomed to a new country, period. So, you know, uh, you know, he had a few big moments. It seemed like he was doing well on the power play uh, for the Binghamton Devils this past season, but... At the same time, I, I really want to see what Alexander Holtz can do uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And, and again, giving up a 2021 first-round draft pick kind of leaves me a little squeamish. So before you guys say anything, remember, silly season. Like, if you want to, like, uh, say to me on Twitter saying, Hey, Trey, you offered this, this, and this uh, for this particular player, uh, and we have uh, the receipts. You know, remember that episode you posted? I think people are going to go back 
to the Morgan Riley scenario. But l remember, guys, silly season is not meant to be taken seriously. And this is a different type of silly season because I'm not creating the scenario. I'm just, you know, giving my opinion. So deal number three, and I believe this is one I could get behind a little bit. So in return for giving up Quinn Hughes, the Canucks will uh, get Riley Walsh, Dawson Mercer, Shakir Mukamadoulin, and Jonas Siegenthaler. So the significant roster piece, in my opinion, for this trade would be Jonas Siegenthaler. And you know Lindy Ruff is going to have a thing or two to say to the front office if uh, the Devils were to trade Siegenthaler without his consent because Lindy Ruff is the big reason why uh, Siegenthaler was traded from the Washington Capitals to the New Jersey Devils and why uh, we decided to give him an extension when he was an unrestricted free agent. So Jonas Siegenthaler, um, you know, I, is a significant piece in this deal. But at the same time, you know, I, I, regardless of what Lindy Ruff says, Siegenthaler is solid. He's a good shot suppressor. Uh, he kind of puts a question mark on the offensive side of things. But at the same time, you know, very solid uh, defensive player. And then Riley Walsh, you guys know how big I am on Riley Walsh. He's probably one of my favorite prospects in the New Jersey Devils system right now. Then Dawson Mercer, Shakir Mukamadoulin. And, you know, the big uh, question mark would be how good will Dawson Mercer be? So one of my friends actually told me that he thinks Dawson Mercer is pretty uh, overrated. I personally don't think so. I think Mercer has a lot of upside. He would be very exciting to watch. Um, you know, I can't wait to see if, uh, you know, the Devils will give him a big opportunity this season. Highly doubt it, but at the same time, you know, you know, anything could happen, theoretically. So, Dawson Mercer is just like, you know, we drafted him in the first round of the 2020 uh, NHL draft uh, j just a, over a year ago. So, uh, you know, that that's the question mark I have right there, which is, you know, how uh, good will Dawson Mercer be and will we end up regretting that? So, that's a trade I could get behind because you're giving up, you know, um, I'd say three out of the four players I just listed they're unestablished or unproven. So Riley Walsh, not established, but I have high hopes for him. Dawson Mercer, not established, but I have high hopes for him. Shakir Mukamadoulin, another first-round selection um, from the 2020 NHL Draft. You know, certainly not established yet. And then Jonas Siegenthaler, while he's not established in the NHL, he's established on the New Jersey Devils, if that makes any sense. Because like I mentioned, Lindy Ruff really likes him. So... You know, I, I believe three out of those four players are unestablished um, a, in terms of their production, their raw talent. You know, it could either go really well or really bad, whatever the case might be. But, you know, that that's the kind of trade that I would be willing to do if I am both the Devils and the Canucks. Because for the Devils, I get a somewhat established player in Quinn Hughes, like I mentioned. All-star, young guy with a lot of upside. He gets to play with his brother, so you know his confidence level and production and hard work ethic will be there because, you know, you, you got that sibling rivalry going on. And then uh, for the Canucks, it's like I'm getting uh, four young players. Like, I'm getting Riley Walsh, Dawson Mercer, Shakir Mukamadoulin, and Jonas Siegenthaler. So Riley Walsh uh, from Harvard. So, uh, you know, his teammate was Adam Fox, and both of them were leading that Harvard organization we saw what Adam Fox has become so who's to say that Riley Walsh uh, can't be like his uh, Harvard classmate and teammate in uh, Adam Fox I don't think so because you know it's just like uh, 
Uh, Lindy Ruff was uh, the defensive coach for the New York Rangers not too long ago. Adam Fox is now a Norris Trophy winner. And now Riley Walsh, I'd say if he gets the opportunity to play under Lindy Ruff, I expect big things from him. And then Dawson Mercer, uh, Mukama Doolin, we drafted both of those respective players in last year's NHL draft. And then Siegenthaler, a good shot suppressor, like I said. He'll leave a bit of a question mark at uh, the offensive side of things. But, you know, that could be developed. But, you know, at, at the same time, guys, if I had to choose from one of those trade scenarios... I would uh, choose the third one that I just mentioned. If I'm Tom Fitzgerald and I have these three scenarios to offer the Canucks, I would offer the third one just because, you know, at the same time, you get an established player in Quinn Hughes, and then, you know, you're giving up some young guys, but at the same time, it seems like the Devils have their eyes set on, you know, ending this uh, long, long, long rebuild and just getting back to the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's something that we could take into consideration. And I will give my final verdict in more detail in a second. But first, I need some energy because doing these uh, shows takes a lot out of me. So I'm going to take uh, a Bilt Bar and let's keep this going. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to tell you about Bilt Bar. So did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors or something for everyone? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You, you know what my favorite flavor is? I love coconut. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. So go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the third and final live read comes from BetOnline.ag. Remember to gamble responsibly. So it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champions uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, the lovable losers. If you lose your wager, it will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So from football to the NHL, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to use that promo code Locked On. So. Uh, my final verdict on this silly season scenario for the New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks is that I don't think the New Jersey Devils need to really pursue Quinn Hughes. Yes, he's a good player, and I'm not knocking him for that, but I feel like we want Quinn Hughes for all the wrong reasons. And what I mean by that is just like, do we really want Quinn Hughes because we want him? Because we have a lot of players who are like that. Because, like I said, young player with a lot of upside. We Like the Devils, we're the youngest team in the NHL, guys. We have the youngest uh, captain in all of the NHL. We don't need another player like, you know, or, you know, it doesn't hurt. But at the same time, it's not like we're in desperate need for a young player with a lot of upside. It, it, I feel like we just want Quinn Hughes just so he can play with his brothers. And quite honestly, that's wanting a player for all of the wrong reasons, if that makes any sense. So, it, it, you know, like I said, we just got Ryan Graves. 
We got Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Luke Hughes will be joining our organization in a couple years. We got Jonas Siegethaler. We got P.K. Subban. Dave Menseverson is coming back. And, you know, uh, we got the all-rookie team member in Ty Smith. So, like I said, we have a lot of young guys with a lot of upside, even on the defensive side of things. So, it's just like, do we really want Quinn Hughes on our roster? Like, you know, ask yourself 100%, look yourself in the mirror. For all of you people who want Quinn Hughes to join the New Jersey Devils, you need to be honest with yourself. Do you want Quinn Hughes because you want him because he's a good player or just because you think it will be cool to have all three Hughes brothers playing at once for the same team? That's my personal opinion. So, honestly, I'm not pursuing after someone like uh, Quinn Hughes, if I'm being completely honest with you. So, you know, uh, we, we just drafted Luke Hughes. He, he's going to the University of Michigan for a season or two. I, I don't know uh, what's his uh, mindset, but I hear the University of Michigan hockey program. They're running it back, so I'm definitely going to check out some games this year. And then Jack Hughes, he's entering uh, his junior year of the NHL, and I expect a lot of upside for him, especially since we're going to be playing at regular 82 games on the schedule this season. So, you know, overall, I'm just saying, Quinn Hughes is a good player, and if uh, a scenario does present itself that we could obtain him for, you know, essentially nothing, or maybe he's an unrestricted free agent and, you know, we sign him to the right price, then fine. But at the same time, let's not break the bank over him. Let's not go head over heels and pursue him. I honestly don't think, uh, you know, he's necessary for this team because, you know, like I said, he's a young player with a lot of upside, but we have a lot of players who are like that. So from the offensive side of things to the defensive side of things and in our prospect, um, you know, from the Utica uh, comments. So like I just named Shakir Mukamadoulin, um, Dawson Mercer and Riley Walsh and Alexander Holtz. So and, and there's a few others. So it's just like I, I don't think it's necessary. I think he'll just keep, be uh, lost in a sea of young upcoming players in my opinion so uh you know that's my two cent opinion on um the whole quinn hughes to the new jersey devils uh talk so uh you know let me know what you guys think on locked on devils but that's all the time i have for you guys today thanks for listening to this silly season discussion once again it's never too late to do silly season and you know as long as the season hasn't started yet and you know it's relevant let's do more silly season so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening and remember quinn hughes not to the New Jersey Devils. Use that hashtag. Go Devils. I will catch you guys in the next episode.